Welcome to the Get Sober with Nick podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss all things sober, the good, the bad and the ugly. And hopefully having these open and honest conversations with some amazing guests will help other people along their sobriety journey. And it might even inspire a few people to take the leap and can the booze on the head for good. So if you're already sober, thinking about becoming sober or just want to change your relationship with alcohol, you're in the right place. Let's get into it. To this week's podcast. Um, this week we got me, myself, and I. So there's going to be a couple of weeks where I haven't got any guests on the pod, um, and I'm also climbing Snowden next weekend to celebrate my one year of sobriety, um, which I actually can't believe that I've managed more than 365 days sober. I can't even believe that I've managed more than a weekend sober. Um, but yeah, the idea behind this pod this week is uh, to go through some topics and some questions that I've been getting on Instagram from people and, you know, rather than not do a podcast, I thought I'm going to try to keep myself accountable because when I started this pod, I said to myself that I would do one episode a week, whether there's a guest or whether it's me talking, but I feel like if I don't do that, I'm not holding myself accountable for one and for two there might be someone who's listening to this podcast every Thursday and is helping them through their sobriety journey and if I don't put it out there then it might you know be something that they're looking forward to on the Thursday that they haven't got. One of the questions I often get on my uh, Instagram and my DMs um, is how do you keep yourself sober? So what do you actually do in order to keep yourself sober and stop yourself from falling back into the trap of Thursday to Sunday sessions um, and what are the things that I do to keep myself sober. So I'd say the top five things that I do are keep myself busy, I connect with like-minded people, I don't put myself in a situation which is going to tempt me to drink, Um, I always have a goal that I'm working towards and most importantly I remind myself of my why. I think when I first went sober, I had so much extra time and I just didn't know what to do with it. And I used to sit there and think about drinking constantly. So I would have all this extra time and I'd be watching people on Instagram. I'd be seeing my mates going to the pub and I'd be thinking, fuck's sake, like I'm missing out on so much here. You know, I should be out enjoying myself. Why can't I do that? And rather than fill my time originally, I just wasted it sitting in. So some of the stuff that I do now, which I find really helps me keep myself busy, is I go to boxing classes um, on a Saturday morning. I record my podcast. Um, I've started a running club. And another thing that I do is I kind of book in early morning activities all the time because it means that I've got to go to bed early the day before. um, And I know I've got something to look forward to. So when I'm seeing people out and about um, enjoying themselves in the evening in the pubs and doing whatever they're doing, I think, right, well, if I know that I've got to be up at half six because I'm going for a run along Brighton Seafront on Sunday, I need to go to bed at a reasonable time. And drinking ain't going to allow me to do that. You know, going out till two, three o'clock in the morning ain't going to allow me to do that. So if I've got these little things booked in and I'm keeping myself busy, it takes my mind away from thinking about all the other stuff that's going on and all the other stuff that people are doing. 
And another thing that I do also when I'm thinking about those situations is I try and fast forward my thinking. So like this weekend, um, I was I was out with my girlfriend. We was at the theatre. We was on a date day, and there's this place in London called the Toucan, which apparently does like the best Guinness um, in London. And I had these thoughts in my head because basically when I was drinking. I love the Guinness, like that was my go-to drink. Um, I could drink loads of it, and it, you know, it wouldn't, it wasn't bloating me out. Like if I had too many beers, I'd be like, oh fucking hell. So I'd, I'd always drink Guinness, and that was that was something that I always wanted to do. I always said, oh, I want to go to the Toucan and try that Guinness. And we actually walked past that pub, and I had this split second in my head where I thought, oh, I could just go in there for one, couldn't I? Like if I just have one beer, one Guinness, it's only one Guinness. I just want to try it. And my mind was playing tricks on me. And what I didn't actually realise, and what I've started doing now, sorry, is I've actually started fast-forwarding my thinking. So, you know, I think, okay, if I do drink, where's that going to lead to? How's that going to make me feel the next day? And, you know, all the hard work that I've put in, I'm just going to throw away. What, because I wanted to see what a Guinness tastes like. So, you know, that is something else that I've done, which is, helped to keep myself sober the other thing which I mentioned was connecting with like-minded people and this has taken me probably 10 months I think so when I first went sober I was convinced that I was going to live the same life that I lived before with all the same people um, and nothing was going to change apart from the fact that I didn't drink which when you think about it, and now that I've lived through that for a year, is mental. And I also used to see people on Instagram um, and people having podcasts talking about sobriety. And like I wasn't proud to be sober at first. I felt a bit embarrassed, actually. And I think a lot of people also go through that stage where, you know, because I didn't identify as your stereotypical alcoholic so I would find myself like in this weird space where I wasn't going to AA meetings um, I wasn't going to CA meetings but I was still drinking a lot but I was I was seen to be a normal drinker what people would classify as a normal drinker to someone who wasn't seeing what was going on behind the scenes um, and I used to see people posting about on Instagram and I thought no, that's embarrassing. Like, I don't want to do that. But when I finally accepted who I am and the issues that I have, I've found connecting with like-minded people has been the best thing that I've done in my sobriety. Um, I've made some like really, really good friends, actually, just through con- connecting with people on Instagram, um, through doing a podcast. And they're friends that I now talk to regularly. Um, and not just about sobriety, like they, they've become genuine good friends of mine. Um, and, you know, we've got a WhatsApp group where we all talk to each other. And having someone to lean on who's going through the same thing as you, um, you know, or has experienced something that you've not experienced yet. And you've said, oh, fucking hell, that feels really weird. I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. You can ask someone who's who's gone through it already. And that will help massively. And there's so many like pages on Instagram. Um, you know, you've got loads of like apps and communities that are being built. 
you got like for if you're a, a girl listening to this podcast, you've got the Sober Girl Society, which is amazing. You've got they think it's all sober podcast, uh, uh, two lads that are doing some really cool stuff. You can follow their Instagram page, Dry. Um, there's all sorts of stuff. And you've got to find those people because that will help you on the days where you're feeling like shit. And you need to have someone that you can you can lean on. And the other thing, by being part of a like-minded community, when you're giving advice to people as well who are going through something, it feels good to make a change in someone's life, a positive change. So connecting with like-minded people was a massive, massive thing for me. And my advice to you, if you're listening and you're in the early parts of your sobriety, is get involved in those communities now. Don't wait and don't be embarrassed because nobody's judging you and nobody really gives a shit who you are and what you've been through. All they want to do is see you better yourself. Uh, the next one that I mentioned was not putting myself in situations where I'm tempted to drink. And the reason I said that is um, it's taken me, again, well over sort of six to eight months um, to become comfortable in those situations. And if this, if you're in the early stages of your sobriety and you're thinking, I don't feel comfortable with going out and I don't feel comfortable being around alcohol and I don't don't want to be there, this is me saying to you, don't go then. Because I did this thing for the first six months of my sobriety where I tried to go to everything and I tried to say, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm good. But I was actually like tempting myself. I was just putting stuff in the way and putting myself in situations which really was stupid because I could have actually risked my sobriety. And there was so many occasions where everyone was drinking and people were getting drunk. And I was just thinking, fuck it, I'll just have a drink. Like It's not going to be the end of the world. I'll just have a drink. And I ended up having to remove myself from situations as well. So I'd be out with a load of people drinking and it would all get too much. I'd feel like extremely overwhelmed. And I had this weird like um, sort of social hangover the next day where I'd been trying so hard to be on the same level as people who'd been drinking, which I just couldn't get to that. I couldn't get there. I couldn't be on that level. And I found that really, really difficult. Um, so, you know, if you're someone like that who's going to struggle with those things, maybe take your time. And, you know, things happen over time and it's not going to happen overnight. But just ease into it, you know, start off by maybe people going out for dinner and drinks, maybe go to the dinner party and then go home um, and always have an exit plan as well. So if you're going to these events, you need to know events where people are going to be drinking, sorry, and it's, it's, it's a, a thing that's revolved around drinking and you still want to go there because your friends are there and your family are there, have an exit plan to get out. Um, and if you're going with someone as well, let them know, let the people know before you go, like, look, I'm, I'm not drinking tonight, um, I don't want to drink, it's something that I'm making a conscious decision to do, so I'd really appreciate it if you could support me in that. And, yeah, letting people know your intentions before is good because then it avoids the situations at the bar where people are sitting there going, oh yeah, um, do you want a pint, Nick? And you've got to say, nah. And then you've got to have that conversation and say, oh, well, actually, no, I'm not drinking at the moment because I've, um, I've gone through this thing, I've got a bit of an issue, I'm trying to work on it. And you have to have that conversation sort of six or seven times and then it 
you know, you start to think, fucking hell, like, why am I having to explain myself? And you really get in your head with it. Whereas if you'd spoke to people beforehand and set your intentions and said, I ain't drinking tonight, and they know that, they can do that as well. Um, another piece of advice as well is if you are going out, is look on the menu, see if they've got any non-alcoholic beers or non-alcoholic cocktails, have a drink in your hand, um, and people will ask less questions, um, and it just makes it a little bit easier. But don't put yourself in a situation where you think you're going to be tempted right away. Um, take your time with it would be my piece of advice to anyone who's thinking about going out for the first time since they're going sober. So don't rush it. Everyone's sobriety journey is different as well. Um, some people might do it and be absolutely fine, but from my experience, I did it a bit too quickly. It all become a little bit overwhelming and people couldn't understand why I was not very happy when I was out. But um, yeah, it's one of those things. You, you'll find your feet with it, but, but do take your time. Another thing that's really important for me and helps me with my sobriety is having a goal to work towards. So I've signed up for a half marathon on the 2nd of December. I signed up to that before I could run. Um, and before I was, you know, I, I was still healthy and fit, but I wasn't running at the time. Um, and knowing that I had an X amount of time to get ready for that meant that I had to do a certain amount of runs a week, which meant if I was going out drinking in the week, I probably wouldn't be doing those runs or I wouldn't be doing them as efficiently. And I knew that I had a long run on a Sunday. Um, and I've got other people involved in that goal as well. So then there's a group of us that are, uh, that are running a half marathon. And I know that they're all working towards that goal as well. So they're going to be keen to go for a long run on the weekend. But if you link your goals back to your drinking, and then you think about how your drinking is going to affect those goals, and if your drinking is going to negatively affect those goals, then the easiest thing to do is remove the drinking from that situation or remove the drug taking from that situation because you're not going to achieve that goal that you set. You're not going to feel good about yourself. Whereas if you are working towards a goal and you're working through the plan and you're getting there bit by bit, and there might be some weeks, you know, just because you don't drink, it don't mean there isn't weeks where you think, fuck this, you know, like work's really busy, you've got other stresses to deal with. But I think having a clear goal and something to work towards has been another massive part of, you know, helping me stay sober. And I've always got the next goal in the back of my mind. So I'm thinking of like, I've got the half marathon, maybe after the half marathon, I might sign up to a full marathon. Then I've got something to work towards. And if it's not going to be running, then maybe I might sign up to a white collar boxing event so that I know that I have to work towards that white collar boxing event. And then if it's not that, I'll have a goal which is based around um, my career or based around I want to go climb these mountains by this date or I want to run a, a, a half marathon in this time by this date. But having clear goals to work towards is a massive, massive part of helping you with your sobriety or it helps me with mine anyway. And the last thing I mentioned was reminding myself of my why. So why did I stop drinking in the first place? What were the, the core reasons of my why? And one of my whys is my girlfriend. Um, I wanted to be the best partner I could be for her. Um, 
I wanted to make her happy. I wanted to her to be proud of me, really. And when I'm drinking and doing drugs, I'm not doing any of that. So I have to constantly remind myself on the days where I think, oh, yeah, I could have a drink or oh, just one little session with the boys. Like, you know, I've got someone's birthday coming up. That, that won't hurt. You know, I can go out on a session. But I let her down. I let my friends and family down. And I let myself down for way too long. Far too long. And And whenever I have those moments of thinking maybe, you know, I could go back to this. I remind myself of why I'm doing this. Um, obviously, my partner's a massive part of it, but I'm also for myself. You know, like, I'm doing this to better myself, to become the best person I can be, um, you know, and I think about other things, you know, like having having children one day and, and talking about that sort of stuff. And, and I think to myself, you know, I want I want to make... That, that child that I eventually have I want to make him proud you know I want him to be proud of his dad I don't want him to be talking to his mates about how his dad goes out and gets pissed all the time and oh yeah your dad's a joker because he's he's out with us all the time I don't I want people to look at me and be proud of me and, I'm, and I want to be proud of myself so find what your why is and your why is going to be different for everyone but if you can think of why you're doing this it makes it easier on the harder days, I find, anyway. And another thing I sort of think about when I say why, not just your purpose and why you're doing this, but why are you actually drinking? Um, you know, is your environment complementing your drinking or is your drinking complementing the environment? So what I mean by that is, are you drinking because the environment you're in, you're not enjoying? So you're drinking to try and enjoy that environment or are you enjoying the environment and you just want to have a drink because it's complements it so you're having a nice glass of wine with dinner you know start to really question why you're drinking and why you want to drink um are you stressed out um are you are you angry are you sad are you happy are you using the emotional links to your drinking um and i think you know if you start to ask yourself those questions before you drink it will make you make better choices around your drinking because you know if you're sober curious listening to this and you just want to drink a little bit less I think that's a really good way or a really good place to start is start actually questioning why so another question that I received from Jade Bissett I think her name was sorry if I've uh, pronounced that wrong was um, is it possible to maintain friendships through socializing whilst going sober um, and I guess there's no real easy way to answer this and I can only answer this question from my own experience but the long and short of it is yes I believe it is possible um, but it's not possible for every friendship that you have um, through sobriety you're going to realise a lot about people and you know there's some people that you will still talk to daily um, and they're the people that you want in your life. And then there's some other people who the minute you say you're not drinking anymore, you won't hear from. Um, and then that can be tough, but at the end of the day, it goes back to what I said earlier. If you're connected 
with like-minded people, um, you might form some new friendships through sobriety that are, you know, seriously good friends. Um, and some of the people that you was hanging around with drinking for, for years on end don't mean they're not your friends and they don't care about you, but you're just in different stages of your life. And that's all right. Um, you know, but you've got to put yourself first and think about what's better for you. Um, and the other thing I would say is like, maybe ask the people who you want to stay social with that are still drinking, like, can we do something else? Like, can we meet for a coffee or can we go for a walk? Because what I found is actually some people now um, who still drink, they use me as a reason not to drink. So they're like, oh, we're going to see Nick. So it'd be nice. We ain't got to go and have a beer. We ain't got to do this. Let's go for a walk. Do you know what I mean? So maybe ask, ask those people who you're talking about um, can we do something that doesn't revolve around alcohol? Um, and if they say no, well then that's on them, innit? and you've got to continue on with your life and just do what's right for you. Right, so this week's episode was a short but a sweet one. Um, I have got some other questions which I'm going to answer next week, and then after that we're straight back into guests every week. Um, so yeah, if you've got any questions that you would like answered, um, or something you want me to talk about in particular, in particular, fucking hell, in particular, then um, drop me a DM on Instagram, um, either send me a voice note or a message, and I can um, I can answer them on next week's pod. So yeah, thanks for listening, and I'll be back again next week.